Okay, one, two, three. Cheers, Mars. Kamusta, my fellow Filipinos from across the globe? Hindi po kami lasing. We're just happy to be here. Welcome to the Mars What Na Podcast, where our conversation is free-flowing, like the alcohol that we may or may not be drinking. Dr. Kamaris, Michelle, a.k.a. Chengbe, and Bethany, a.k.a. Betcha by Gali Wow. And today we have a special guest. We have our kumareng, Maria. Say hi there, Maria. Hello. Hi. Hello. Where are you now? I am in New Zealand, Christchurch. Christchurch. How, how long nice. does that take if you fly to Hong Kong? Uh, uh, about nine hours, I think. Ooh. Yeah, about nine hours. And then um, you arrive in Auckland. Tapos, um, you fly for another hour to Christchurch. I yeah. see, I see. So that's, that's what it is. It's a very holy-sounding place. <laughs> yeah yeah it is it's it's pretty holy yeah no i wouldn't say everyone's holy but yeah just the name it stops just with the name. name just just the name yeah let's keep it there are you and our first question would be where are you or your family from in the philippines so um as far as my knowledge goes uh my mom is so both my parents are Ilocanos, Ooh. and um, but my mother grew up in I think Mindanao around South Cotabato, mm-hmm. um, and my father grew up in La Union. Uh, forgive me if I get this wrong, but La Union something <laughs> San Fernandez, um, and I did not grow up in Philippines, mm. so I grew up in Hong Kong. So that's why I mentioned that. That's as far as my knowledge goes. Yeah, I I got kind of excited when I heard both Ilocanos because um my mom's side is from Ilocano. Like yeah, so they speak Ilocano as well. Do you understand or speak, let's say, uh, Ilocano or even I c- Tagalog? Or I mean, yeah, you were speaking Tagalog yeah. a while ago. Yeah, yeah, I can a, a little bit. I'm not always grammatically correct. So, that's okay. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I can I can understand a little bit of Tagalog thanks to my um, late grandma, yeah. but uh, sorry uh, sorry uh, Ilocano, mm-hmm. but I think um, just a couple of words. But I do aim to like come to a point where I can speak fluently because I don't want that to I want that to continue running mm. in the family. You mm. know, if my, when my family grows, because it's really important. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That's, nice. That's cool. That's a sentiment to pass that on to the next generation as well and everything so you're gonna like teach them both Ilocano and Tagalog if you can yeah like Tagalog more so oh, yeah um um but yeah it's to me I think it's important because it's not like it's not about you know it's not a pride thing about like oh you're only a real Filipino if you can speak Tagalog to me it's exactly. just actually I truly believe that if you know where you come from, if you can speak a little bit of the language, you you absorb the culture true. so true. much more differently. Yeah, 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 you yeah just, that's true. Yeah, so I just feel like that's really important for children in particular to understand their identity, true. where they come from. Because if they're just like, yeah, I grew up here and that's it, you yeah. kind of don't know who you are. That's true, so, that's true. Yeah, yeah. 
Sorry, I ran rambled a bit, but no, that, but no, yeah. no, that's oh, all right. That was yeah, that was good. We prefer mm. our guests to talk a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so perfect. Well, you're in for a ride. <laughs> <laughs> love it. How did you get to Hong Kong? Like your family was there in the Philippines, and then when did they decide to come to Hong Kong and yeah, start the life there? Um, I couldn't. I I couldn't tell you like what year, mm. but as far as I know, um. They they arrived in Hong Kong when the music scene was ah, booming. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, around yeah around that era, um, both my parents were musicians, um, and that's how they met. Nice. Uh, and then that's where they had me. Yeah. <laughs> in the so, middle of all the music, and then yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Nice. Yeah, where like a lot of like, a lot of Filipinos dominated. Um, that era of yeah. music, for sure, yeah. And you got that talent from them. I know you say you have a like a band there now, right? Uh, well, yeah, we have a, like just a local regular band. Um, um, I couldn't say like I have two. Like we we switch and chop, but I have a main band here mm-hmm. that that provide music for like parties and stuff. And then I I do um, on the side uh, jazz nice. because. Sometimes party bands is just <laughs> <laughs> I, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, like you need to turn Whereas it down. I, I pref- yeah. yeah, and I I prefer I prefer the jazz scene because it's it's a little bit more um, calm. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm 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 I have a band here and I study music here. Then why why are you in New Zealand right now? Um because of my husband so i met him in hong kong and um he was not gonna leave without me (laughs) you're coming with me or else um, yeah that's it that's it no um i met him there and then um there was early on in our relationship there was talks about ano moving here and i was initially hesitant um not because i was conservative but because Um, New Zealand is so far away, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. you know I'm I'm the only child between my parents, and um, I I grew up basically having just just being a kid and and being a teenager, being a young woman, mm. not really having the chance to live by myself, grow up, be independent, mm. um, in all honesty. And so then when I met him, I was really like ah. Uh, I just casually said, you know, if we're gonna go to New Zealand or if you want me there, um, I'd have to be married. You know, I'm not trying to say you should marry me, but I I prefer. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like there's a lot more accountability. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what more my head was, but I thought I want. I prefer to be married. So uh, next following year, he yeah. <laughs> he, nice, nice. He proposed. Like, he knew what he wanted, and then I was like, <laughs> okay, well. Yeah, sure. Let's let's do it. Let's go. Let's yeah. go Mars. <laughs> yeah. How is it possible with family though? They were very supportive. I think uh, they're ready to get me out of home. No. Um, oh, they well, were really su- They want them grandkids <laughs> ready. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, no. Um they were really supportive. I, uh they were all it was bittersweet for them cuz you know, in, in as far as I know in our culture, it's I think It's it's pretty common now. You you stay with the family. You get married. You live w- with, with yeah. one of the families, and mm. 
it personally in my head I was very happy to do that I was very happy to you know because I love I love my family um our dynamics work very well I'm very blessed to have um uh you know a, a good family in comparison to a lot of stories that I hear from other people so I just felt like well I mean if we could have a village of our own that's great <laughs> you know but yep. I think um because my husband's um uh, Kiwi Maori um mm. it's not a it's in in like so he's Polynesian uh western uh sorry mm. that sounded so bad um he it's not the way he grew up he grew up like the second you hit 16 you yeah you like yeah you cut yeah cut and so when I yeah so when um when um he had asked my parents for my hand in marriage literally that's how he said it um they were really happy but they were also he's a very proper guy like it's like he's 60 years old no it's go um, i feel bad i'm dissing on him eh? no i'm not um, no, no, it's like the best no, way to describe him like yeah yeah, yeah I he's, wish he's very my guy would use those kind of words you know yeah, well, he's yeah, he's pretty much like that. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I feel like I should be calling you grandpa. I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, and my parents were like really supportive, as I've mentioned. And um, but also it was a challenge for all of us. Of course. Um, I think um, I was in denial. I think <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, they're happy. They're great. My mom, my mom's a pretty tough lady so she's like yeah we're all good you know whereas my dad's like well, I, I she didn't cry when i leave like she treated oh. it as if like i was just going to school and coming back um my dad is a like a ridiculous teddy bear so he was like he was He's just like no <laughs> yeah I, i'm pretty much daddy's daddy's girl oh. pretty much so that was really hard for him um and um but i think you know um they saw this as a good thing for me because I had never really grown up mentally. Um, really, I was really happy to just be really codependent, which isn't very healthy. <laughs> They're like, this, yeah. this will speed up the process. Like, yeah, just move to the other country. And yeah, yeah. I think they were just happy for that, you know. And, mm, and so mm. it was hard, but also like something to look forward to for me. And yeah. I think that's a really good thing for parent like the kind of mindset uh, that's a good mindset that a parent should be a lot of the times it's like I hear stories um about how a lot of Filipinos leave like want to leave home and a lot of parents don't take that very well so yeah, yeah I, I feel pretty blessed about that so how long did it take for you to go like okay I'm not homesick anymore I feel comfortable here in New Zealand how long did that take like this year. <laughs> oh wait, how how long have you been there? I mean, ask just to clarify. Like, when did you um, move there and everything? So now is basically it's going four years now. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, and I and I haven't seen them in three years. Oh. Yeah, initially three years. Uh, well, that's really because of COVID. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's two things. It's money and then it's COVID. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, three years, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, I, I think what helped was the fact that I started to um, get involved with the community here. And then yeah. um, 
surprisingly not with the Filipino community because I think it would have made it worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in all honesty, I didn't come here thinking I wanted to seek other Filipinos. Mm-hmm. Um, it was more, it was funny because like my in-laws and my husband were like, oh, there's lots of Filipinos in Christchurch. <laughs> and, and and I was like, no, I didn't want to because I, it would just make me think of my family. So I think um, I just got really involved with the Maori community, Polynesian community, um, and, and just... The second I I started making friends and kind of having a bit more of a structured life here, it was um it's uh, and you know going to school and everything made it so much more easier to see myself living here. Um, the first year was horrendous. <laughs> it, it was adjustment period. Yeah, yeah. It was an adjust. I I feel like it was like uh, what's the word um. Is that cool. the right word? Metamorphosis for me. Whoa, because, okay. yeah, because I went from being a, literally a young lady to like straight bang, a wife. Um, <laughs> you know, like, and, and I'm so used to seeing how my mom was a wife to my dad in, in a very, you know, very Filipino way. Like you feed him, you know, and, and growing yeah. up having my mom tell me, you need to feed your husband, you need to cook, you need to... And, like, I was just coming in here like, I am going to fail. Like, I could only cook noodles, you know? So, moving in here, I was like, I didn't even know how to cook rice, which was, like, just embarrassing. I know. And I came here like, whoa, I'm, I, like, I have someone, like, to think about now. And, um, and then I, I, I'm dealing with a whole new culture. I'm dealing with a whole new place. And... You know, I have to learn how to drive. I have to learn how to budget. I have to, wow. whereas I, I felt like I really got kicked in the ass for it. Like growing up, uh, you know, realizing how dependent I was on my family, you know, like I did provide money, but it was more so, yep, here's uh, 40% of my pay, bring mm. it to the house. That's it. Uh, you do whatever you do in the background. Because yeah. now I'm like, I have to think about insurance. I have to think about this. Oh, I have to. So I have to get a job. I had never, and because Hong Kong is so small, yeah. you you kind of. I was so used to getting a job through friends, through yeah. through um, word of mouth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas here, I would come in and have an interview, and it was so like hum. It was such a humbling experience. <laughs> it really was. Um, but I think I say metamorphosis because like it was really. Um, I felt like I was stripped to the bone having to figure out who I was. Yeah. Um, I felt I couldn't have felt any more Filipino than I did coming here. Like, mm. whoa, like I didn't realize how much I ate rice. I didn't realize <laughs> how much I collect plastic bags or oh like, you know, like yeah. just just the little things. And um, for me, it took like a million years to get to, to feel less homesick. Was it hard to find a job there? How is it different from here, other than word of mouth? Like, um, the whole like, resume interview thing, right? Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. I think it's a lot of... Um, I mean, there's word of mouth here, too. There's that kind of dynamic. But in, like as for me, mm. um, it's, it's not so hard. It's a lot of common sense, you know, as long as you... You, I think the hardest part is to really pretty much prove yourself 
regardless mm. of your resume because mm. I think people here um, they can look at your resume and, and it's more for it's more as a reference but they pretty much um, base it on your character and how you are and um, how people have talked about you in your previous job so mm. you do require reference letters and yeah, yeah. you know things like that so in Hong Kong I found that I sh- to me at least I found that if I showed a paper and I was asked a couple of questions it was easy enough I uh, it was easier to get a job there here it's like easy but nerve-wracking because first off it's like a lot of English yeah. <laughs> to me I, I don't know it was there I, I was having a psychological battle of like thinking English is more a more intelligent um, thing but I, you know, it was another learning experience as well for me to think, oh, just because you speak English doesn't make you intelligent. Exactly. But that was, that was also like, you know, mm-hmm. another thing of like some, some of the Filipino mentality that I did carry where I was like, oh, they speak English. They're really, I didn't think to myself that it had, I had come to that kind of mentality too, where I kind of in towards an interview, I downed myself. Mm. I, I was like, oh, I'm just a, I'm just a Filipino. Where I was like, no, I shouldn't be thinking that. I, yeah. I'm a Filipino that can speak English. That's fine, you know. And um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was. Um, you kind of have to like really sell yourself here, and and mm. um, um, really. Kapala ng mukaba, parang yeah. Oh, I see. yeah, it's like you need to be. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, the confidence and thing. You can't think small or like. Like oh, like humble effect. Like that's a big Filipino thing, right? Now we're like humble, but there you really need to yeah. push the whole like. Mm-hmm. Nah, I got this. Nah, I know what I'm doing. I have all the yeah. qualifications. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, and you can't just give a paper yeah. to prove it. You've got to deliver it yourself yeah, because yeah. at the end sure. of the day, you carry all those credentials. Mm. So it's like. You can carry it, but if you act otherwise, then they're like, well, then you're just a dick. <laughs> you're wasting yeah. your time. <laughs> yeah, sure. pretty much. So, sorry, if I may ask, so in New Zealand, um, the primary uh, language spoken there is English, but do they, um, what other, do they have dialects or some sort of? So it's, um, it's Tereo, which is Ma- Maori language, Tereo, um, uh, English, and, uh, and, um, sign language. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, so, for basic contents, the context for, like, reason why it's Treo is because technically, um, New, uh, New Zealand is colonized by the Brits. So, yeah. um, Māori was here first. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Um, yeah. so that's why there's Treo, uh, which is my husband's culture. Mm. Um, and, yeah, sign language is pretty big here too. It's taught in schools. That's cool. Um, so like when they do the, um, I only know this because uh, I I do teacher aiding on the side. So, like when they do the um, uh, the national anthem, they, uh, they do the English, the wow. treo. It's part of their. Um, sorry, it's part of their national anthem, and they do signs. You have the option to do sign. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think all over the world they should do that. Really. Yeah, really, really. I think so. I think it should be like a human, a compulsory human yeah. thing to do. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. So, nice. so do you know how to speak a bit of, I can't even say the word. Tereo? Tereo. Tereo. 
A little bit. I I know some words. I know um like I love you. It's oh, um, of course. <laughs> it's um. Oh, I should get this right. Um, it's he aroha. It's he aroha o kiakue. Yeah, he aroha o kiakue. And aroha, I think you'll hear, is similar to aloha. Aloha. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was gonna. Aroha. So everything derives from like from Hawaii. Hawaii. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you've got a lot of um, their their um, vowels are the same as Filipinos. I a e o u. Nice. So okay. it's it's very it was very easy for me to pronounce some things. The only difference is um, they say so the word uh, they say fa fa a lot and it's spelt w h. Oh. So like uh, fa. So if you if you spelt something with w h, it's pronounced fa. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then. Yeah. But then, like, what about the. Would you get confused with like the noodle? Like, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. So how do you spell that? W H O. I think yeah. I'm correct. So I can speak a little bit. Uh, I'm cool. I'm learning from my husband because he's um, he's um, he's recently gotten into his culture as well. So he's mm. pretty he's pretty much dive head first in. He's um got his. Uh, mataora is what we call so i don't know if you've seen that where like you get the it's a face um for for lack of a better term for okay. lack of a better english term it's a face tattoo so he's yeah. recently got that oh. um yeah so it's called um, mataora or moko and um uh what else yeah he's part of a lot of groups that that uh that uh, promotes uh, spreading more awareness about uh, Maori culture, all of that, you know, getting people to be aware of its actual historical events. Mm -hmm. Just like in America, how, you know, people should know of what's really truly happened in America. The same way a lot of Filipinos are starting to realize, like, well, there's pre-colonial times, it's not just post-colonial. Exactly, exactly. So, which people tend to really forget and, and... there's that movement happening here as well. So, which I hope to see. I don't know if a lot of it's happening in Philippines, but um, yeah. I hope to see a lot about more of that too. Yeah, for some reason, I feel like the ones outside of the Philippines are more vocal and more, yeah, about it. I guess I'm not, I don't know how to say it without, you know, kind of like shitting on it, but like they're very, Yeah. I mean, they used um, I know they're well aware and they want some changes, but like a, a lot of people have gotten like complacent because they're like nothing will change in the government or anything like that. So they're yeah. they're really hesitant to speak out because like how many years? You of... mean people people within Philippines? The Philippines people within the Philippines. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I find I agree. I find that too, and I also think that it's due to the its cultural like environment, like media. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, there's just so much distractions. Um, yeah, so I feel true. like that's everyone's true. heads are up in the air sometimes that it's like, well, you know, we're having so much fun. You're like you said, they're complacent. Um, mm. I think that's pretty much it. Why, why should we bother and stress ourselves out? Um, but I think that's why it's so important. So you, then you know who you are, which is so important. But anyway, yeah, I digress. Speaking of like your husband having... the face tattoo because of tradition or the culture do you have family members in the philippines or here in hong kong 
giving comments that might be like hurtful and you had to explain like this is his tradition this is not just because of he just want to do it out of like just showing off mm. um i wouldn't say uh, i i i received like um intentional shaming uh mm. well yeah like the one was being intentionally hurtful but i think um that you know it had come out quite hurtful like for instance um when i had brought it up um to my uh parents about my husband uh receiving it um i had to explain it in the most uh simplest but um integral way i possibly could without removing you know like the essence of why it's important so uh, my mom i remember my mom's first reaction was oh what <laughs> like pure <laughs> shock like why like wh- why that's your face you know and and yeah. it, and that's i get that i really do it's especially even within the um within the um the community here yeah the same questions are asked because normally you receive that um traditionally historically you receive that when you're like 50 60 it shows this like your status and where where it's like how um Filipinos back then would receive it only if you're a warrior only if you're yeah. you know I see I see where, I see yeah whereas for him okay. it's like you've come to a point of wisdom now you are allowed to receive it sorta of. um but there the movement has kind of changed recently because the culture has been so w- wiped out that now the prerogative is to have that on your face to spread awareness that hey the indigenous people are here we're here we're we're alive and well we're we're going to bring it to the forefront um mm. and so awesome. yeah so even even here his own parents were like what like how are you going to get a job how are you going to do this how you but he was in the in the in the uh, momentum of like i'm going to be a part of that to break that you know Sweet. and so but with that there's pushback and so my parents were like okay my dad was more like clueless <laughs> he was just like okay yeah he was like oh why okay well um he was really cute um but also slightly culturally inappropriate but he like in no means meant any harm like he was like oh cuz you know he's warrior he's he's like this and i'm like not quite but yeah okay as long as you know it was in the realms of acceptance like yeah, we got yeah, it my yeah. mom was more so how is he going to get a job that's on his face does he know the 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 repercussions of like you know and and i had to explain to her like what he's trying to do um she was still hesitant she was like uh and she was like how do you feel you know yeah. like he's getting that and i told her in all honesty i was hesitant at first as well cuz it's like i I I did I had no idea we would come to this point like I'd wake up one day and see all of that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I I I never doubted though that I wasn't hesitant of like you know, I'm a married Jew, so anything you have you have a lost eyeball, that's fine, you know. So it was like it it made me question myself to like, well if I say like I love you without a limb without this, I should love you regardless. So mm-hmm. it really reflected on me to really like okay what kind of wife do i want to be you know is his intentions to 
is is this just for show is this just to look intimidating to look cool or is this really you know he really wants to um f- like show who he really is and i saw that i saw that intention i saw that in his heart and i was like okay well let's let's do this and um yeah i had a lot of like and what like when we'd facetime my family in the philippines i could see the confusion <laughs> i could see like oh but like i could tell they didn't want to yeah. say anything so just they're just like hey atama because his name's atama hey atama okay um, yeah and you know like you can tell they're really looking they're like whoa what's what's this what's going on um but they can't ask yeah yeah, yeah. um and um you know yeah and i can tell my husband's like do you reckon like like what's going on in their minds oh i bet you like they're shitting bricks eh? like, sure. I'll be like, i bet you i bet you they're like what the flip in hell is going on with this dude's face um another thing that was um uh, like an unintentional hurtful thing that my dad did um was when he had first seen my husband with it he saw him and he was like oh hey atma and atma's like hey and he's like oh still handsome Oh. oh no! And so my husband was like sitting there, like, um, I feel really conflicted about that. And I was like, why? Yeah. And he was like, well, it felt like a backhanded um compliment. And I was like, yeah, I think he meant he didn't mean to say that he didn't like it. I just think he didn't know how to express that it's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But to say still handsome. I think my dad didn't realize it had come out wrong and mm-hmm. I had to you know so there was a lot of grace um having to be given on both yeah. sides and understanding like first there's the language yeah exactly. um second there's the cultural shock but overall like they they see it now and they're like they get a shock every now and then they're like oh whoa I, like I get a shock sometimes I'm talking to him and I'm like I forgot that you have that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, now it's become second nature, really. Mm-hmm. Um I I do look forward to the day that we do fly to Philippines and how people will react. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'm sure people will be yeah. staring but not saying much. Yeah, they will be. Oh, we've gone to a couple of Filipino restaurants here yeah. and we've caught we've caught a couple of people like they either <gasps> we've got two reactions, they flat out stare. Oh man. Um and then they look at him and then they look at me and they get really confused at the situation. And um and then um we've caught the whole like they bring up their camera. Oh my god. So and they take a photo Jeez, and like please. and I uh, I straight at the camera. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much, but um yeah, there's there's been reactions like that and it's it's had uh, we've had to like have more understanding on our part that they don't mean harm it's just that yeah. it is rude exactly <laughs> yeah but they it's just they can't help themselves you know like um yeah especially if you're like fresh out of philippines that's like something you don't see <laughs> yeah so you know um you just gotta give some grace mm-hmm. in that situation mm-hmm. like you said that there's filipino restaurants there right is it Mm. Is it nearby? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I got so excited. I just went crying? to one today. Oh. <laughs> I just had one today. I had lomi and I was so happy. Oh, oh. so you're like saying like the the cuisine there is like because there's a lot of Filipinos, so definitely they still capture the the authentic like Filipino flavors and all that. 
Yeah. Um, nice. They do. Definitely. They they do. They, I mean, kulang na lang is um, like street food. Like, oh. oh. <laughs> like, I, I will look forward to the day someone puts quick quick on the side. Oh, my and gosh. Like, and <laughs> like, what's that? Are you chicken intestines? What's that? Isao. Isao. Oh, isao. Oh, my gosh. I'm craving. <laughs> Balot. All that. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, singing all my heart's desires. Um, yeah, they they do. They I think they try their best to um, emulate, you know, the flavors of pinas. Um, there's had to be like some like sometimes in some recipes they've had to like uh, find altern alternative kasi yeah, alternatives not because not all the recipes can be found here because we're like at the end of the world. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, um, but there's there's enough to like make you feel at home i'd say cool have you like encountered any meal that was like you saw they uh you said there's an alternative maybe like like a meal that you're like um like uh sinigang yeah you know they have oh this is where i I sound terrible uh so with sinigang you know how they have for sinigang hipon or sinigang in general they have that that um no um gabi they have yes they they don't have gabi Mm. That it's that sticky. Yeah, no, sticky. No, yeah, they don't have. Yeah, they don't have that, and um, Taco? they don't have that. So I think they replace it with like melon or something. Ooh. I'm not sure. I don't know my vegetables because I don't <laughs> eat enough of it. But <laughs> okay. but they 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 replace it with that, and then um, um, like. Uh, there's no lechon like full spit like lechon oh. like you only get like small <laughs> yeah baby ones like you don't get the full full good good <laughs> stuff I know they make you um, want to buy more <laughs> yeah and um but not not much really not much change like like I said like the more exotic types like balot and stuff it's it's a one-off mm. um but i'm pretty sure my husband's pretty happy for me not to eat balot because he's yeah. he cries when i do because <laughs> oh, no. he loves he loves he loves duck it's his favorite oh. animal so when he hears me eat it he's like why why do you do that i'm like i'm sorry okay i just so they're so good they're so good like i'm happy to have a heart attack afterwards just because oh, no. it's so good yeah but yeah no um generally um there's not much, not much to be homesick about on the food front. Yeah. So you, yeah. there's restaurant there. They also have like stores there. Filipino stores nearby. Yes. Yes. Also. They do. Um, sometimes it's um mixed up with uh like it's part of. So um there are dedicated Filipino stores, uh-huh. and then there are dedicated Asian stores and just a fusion of Indian um. Uh, Chinese, Taiwanese, whatever, mm. um, little marts. Yeah, uh-huh. they have that. Um, but it's all around, especially if you live in like the um, city area. Yeah, yeah mm. it's all around. You you can't really go wrong. There's even um, uh, there's this place called Panaderos in um, in Christchurch, and I love it because they make like ube lattes, and oh, I, I get so happy. I have to like drive fifteen minutes just to get there. Eh? Um, well worth it. <laughs> Oh, it's so good. They they make um, uh, ube. No, no, sorry, adobo buns. Um, so like they experiment adobo buns. They yeah. they have their empanadas, all the sorts, um, and it's a dedicated. I think, as far as I know, 
as far as my knowledge goes, it's it's the only dedicated uh, Filipino bakery here. Um, and then there's like small businesses on like Facebook Market Marketplace, ah, I see, like I see. people who will like make stuff at home. Um, cool. Yeah, so the the Filipino community here, like they they really it's all around. They really do their best to like let you know that we're here. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, great. They're they're proud yeah. to like shout the Filipinoness and yeah, share the yeah food and everything. Yeah. Oh heck yeah! They'll walk around with their um, uh, Pinoy jumper flags. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, so it's all around. Very oh, proud. Uh, we we talked about like your husband. It might be he might have a hard time looking for jobs, right? We were talking about jobs. Mm. Okay, so. Uh, could you tell our viewers like what do you do there in New Zealand? Um, so I am a um, a part time teacher aide, uh-huh. and but I have a specific role in what I do. So I support kids with their hip hop dance, and um, sometimes I do a bit of vocal coaching. Um, uh, yeah, that's what I do on the side. Um, this is because I study um, as well. Uh, full-time so prior to my studies I was a full-time um, vocal coach and um, dance teacher in the school that I work for see how do you yeah so that's like balance your life with like you go to church too and then you 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 sing you do you go to school you work yeah. how do you balance that and then be with your husband I don't know <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you're surprised um, yourself, you surprised yourself, how you Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty... I should be asking myself that. Um, no, um, I think you prioritize for sure. You, um, I just organize my time as much as I possibly can, and I prioritize what's important. Um, I try and do what I can do now that's easy, and then I put to the forefront what's really, really important. But I mean, I never, I was never like that. Like I said, like I had, I really got kicked in the ass to try and learn how to <laughs> get myself together and, okay. and be, be an adult, you know? Um, but um, I think I, uh, I have, I try, uh, the the main thing I try to keep in mind is I try to do things that are related to each other. Mm. So, um, and that's like with work, that's why it's like, I was really quite blessed to be um, doing, to, I'm really quite blessed to be doing like anything that's close to music, vocal coaching, dancing. Yeah. Um, um, and then, you know, at church, um, being part of the worship team, um, I try to keep it all, like, I try to keep the continuity of my days all to have, to share the same common ground. And, um, and then when I get home to my husband, it's like, then I can chill. Um, mm-hmm. and we, we just like really just watch TV way too much, but yeah, <laughs> that's, fine. That's, that's, fine. uh, that's, that's how I try and I guess keep myself sane really is to make everything the same and insane the same (laughs) sorry no 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 that makes perfect sense yeah yeah yeah, kind of yeah you're talking about part-time how does that go in a week so what does my week look like yeah you said like part-time you you go like Monday Wednesday 
Friday or so I go every Wednesday and then the rest of the days I'm a full-time student I work full days so for like from nine to um three that's a full day here yeah <laughs> like I just say that because Hong Kong it's like yeah. nope <laughs> or in Asia in general it's like nope which was like that's another thing that I had to get to get used to was the working hours and how laid back um uh New Zealand is like the people in general um that was another thing, but yeah, that's what my week looks like. Um, pretty, pretty organized, I'd say. Um, so there's no reason to be disorganized. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I heard from people that because you mentioned the whole like nine to three working uh, hours, like because it seems like New Zealand is really like they prioritize like people having their family time and everything. Like yeah, work is do. like. Like, work is important, but they make sure that you still have enough time at home and everything. Yeah, they do. I mean, it, it still, at the end of the day, it depends on what kind of job you're in for. Sure. So if you're a tradie, if you're in construction, I mean, you have to expect that you work in the weekends. Um, mm-hmm. If you work uh, in salons, all that sort. Like, mm. there's still that, but it's not, it's the hours that aren't so crazy, like in Hong Kong. Like, I remember in Hong Kong, I used to work from 9 to 9. <laughs> and oh, no. um, and it would take me two hours to get to work, um, for instance, because I'd work in the Hong Kong island and then I'd work in Mao Shan, which is like all close to China, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so and I, I didn't drive. Um, and um, Hong Kong is like, go, go, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. By, the, so. by the time you get home, there's no point. There's no there's no. Um, wind down there's no time to cook there's no time so you you go to 7-eleven you get that cup noodles and you go and you eat (laughs) on your way to work that was pretty much my life here it's like they prioritize their weekends um uh they prioritize holidays like holidays are important um and you know like you can get you can come back to work and talk about your weekend and that was another thing I, I wasn't used to like people going how was your weekend and I'm like oh you want to know and it's like well yeah like in in Hong Kong it was like you come to work that's it you don't really talk about your weekend because you didn't have no weekend you you get you get here you're like oh all oh, right you you care about me okay like you want to know about what I'm doing like I don't know yeah and it's like it's and you hear people talk about oh you know I did up my garden or I uh I went to the movies I'm here like whoa like I I nope no idea you know I I, it took me a while to get used to that um kind of a lifestyle um and it took me a while to like me and my husband actually because he worked in Hong Kong for a bit too it took us both a while to like learn how to slow down and really spread what we have to do or else we'll end up with nothing to do um but then in turn the quality of work we provide is good because Mm. we're given rest we're given time to have a life you know and so we're rejuvenated um i can't say for all jobs in new zealand is like that you know um um but generally in comparison to Hong Kong or in a- a other Asian countries, it's it's different. Would, yeah, would it's different. Would you recommend, like, for example, if Bethany and I are interested to go to New Zealand, 
is the procedure yeah. paperwork there like very straightforward? Is it easy? How would you say? Well, it, it depends like with the kind of margins you're working with. So like I so like I, I guess the kind of visa you're after, the kind yeah, of like yeah, what's your work visa, um, school visa, something like that. Yeah, I think I don't know much, but I I think with like school visa, work visa is pretty straightforward. I think, but don't quote me on that. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it has. I'm sure it has its hardships in general. Um, but uh, as far as like partner visa, that was like a whole nother dynamic and a whole nother procedure for me, yeah. at least. Um, I felt like my procedure was like <sighs> tedious um, and and costly. I'd say it was costly, um, and and I had to like really prove that we were a genuine relationship because unfortunately there's a lot of um, interracial relationships um, that are there only really to like take advantage of oh, these opportunities, you know, and I could look like between me and my husband look like another part of that statistic, unfortunately, because there are some people in some Asian um, Asians who do that. Yeah. who are just in it for that um and you know they don't like I, I had this conversation with my husband where he was like but i'm i'm indigenous too like i'm part indigenous you know and i'm like yeah but you know predominantly my kind of asian yeah. unfortunately yeah. some of us have ruined it for each other yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah yeah so we had to really break through that barrier and really prove ourselves so there was like um um we had to give in engagement um letters we had to give in letters of people who have congratulated us rsvps oh. for our wedding oh, yeah wow. so we had to push for a wedding to prove actually um we had to um prove that we um this was tricky too like because it was like a genuine relationship we had to live together yeah and we had to start those papers before we were kind of even married. So we technically had two weddings oh. uh, to, so we had to do the civil just yeah. to get the paper started. Mm -hmm. And then the year later we got, we did the, um, uh, ceremony, mm. like the, the, what we considered, um, the spiritual wedding between me and my husband, because I mean, to us, it's like you're declaring it to the government. Really, you should be declaring it to God. So, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, that was you know we didn't consider that when we when we were doing in that process, our mindset was like even after this declaration, this this thing, we would still call each other fiance because mm -hmm. we didn't believe that um, it was um, blessed really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So. So it was weird. So we were technically married, but like we'd call each other otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, and so like we live with each other yeah. for the papers, but I didn't, I didn't really live there. So <laughs> it was like, I shouldn't be saying this really, but um, so I did, I did, I did have my address moved there. So like yeah. I lived with my husband, my fiance at the time. And, um, um, and like I, I would get mail sent there, but I would 
go back to my family because I was like, well, I'm going to leave them soon. So I want to spend time with them. So it was like I'd stay there in the weekends and then I'd stay at my parents' place for the week because it was closer to work because my husband lived at Lantau. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. like Lantau to Ma and Sean was insane. <laughs> and I wasn't going to have to do that. <laughs> yeah. But so there was a lot of. Yeah, there was a lot of things I had to do. Um, I also another thing that probably is good to know was I had to um, cite that I I had to cite. Sorry, I'm talking about theses. Sorry, <laughs> I had to um, um, I had to prove that I was mentally well. Um, this was because I was diagnosed with um, prior meeting my husband in my earlier years. I was diagnosed with uh, anxiety. And because I had, I had filled that in my application. I had to go to um, go to a therapist or something. I forgot because I was so tired doing this whole thing in the midst of planning a wedding. Like of it course. was not fun. So yeah, it was ridiculous on top of working. So, like. I don't even think I remember my life the last year I was in Hong Kong because it was just I think I was on so, autopilot. Oh wow! Yeah, so I had to prove that I was um, stable, uh -huh. and I had to pay to prove to get a report of my stability, and it was very expensive. It was about um, like five thousand. So I didn't have to do that if I was if I didn't you know if I didn't claim that I had anxiety, Ooh. but because I I did. I kind of shot myself in the foot there, oh, yeah. but I guess it's good to know for people who are thinking about moving here to like keep that in mind that they will ask you in every like they want you to prove everything. If mm -hmm. your if your knickers are pink, they want you to prove that they're pink. So how pink they want to know. Yeah, how pink are they? A fuchsia? What are we talking? Hot pink? Like, let's go. You know. So they want everything, and cool. and they want to know that you know. Um, just see it as how I see it is I am moving to someone's home and yeah, I have to prove that true. I am capable of moving in there and I can provide and contribute to that. Mm. And that was pretty much it. I had to really try and take everything. Uh, I had to not take anything personally because of the stigma mm. that um, was around. Uh, and yeah, it was just... I remember an officer had said to me, um, like, oh, you know, just casually, and I know she didn't mean this in any way, but she was just like, oh, we just want to make sure, you know, like, you're not another mail-ordered bride. And I just, I remember just being like, okay. Um, and I had to, like, really think back to myself and be like, no, no, she literally meant what she said. She's she's not trying to insult me. She's just mm, saying, mm, mm, mm. we're trying to make sure you're not. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because yeah. there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was one of the things I had to face. And I guess it's good for people to keep that in mind, you know, yeah. um, that there are people who take advantage of the system and do mm, that, mm, which mm. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks for, like, um, you know, honest people, honest and genuine people like you who just want to get married and be there and then you need to go through yeah. all this. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't judge anyone who who has done that because yeah. I mean, I can't imagine what kind of predicament or how like what kind of mindset or predicament you're in for you to force yourself or like will yourself to to pull some strings that way. But I mean, end of the day, it's just good to know that you know it's not helping anyone. Mm. 
really. Mm. But I don't judge it. I、mm. I I don't know. I don't know what why、yeah. anyone do does what they do. True.、Um, I can only imagine, you know. So disclaimer. <laughs> just yeah. I don't want to like get death threats or something. No, 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 no. no. You put your full name, not just kidding. <laughs> Would you say you're in a good state of mind? Like, do you feel supported? Do you feel that you you are stable there? You're settled.、Down? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say.、Um, one thing I really never really、um, got onto when I was in Hong Kong was mental health. I never really. Thought about it. I I don't know if it's a Hong Kong thing or it's an Asian or it's a I don't know. It's it's a cultural thing、uh-huh. to not talk about your mental health or to take it seriously.、Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. I really don't know.、Um, I've heard that it is, but、uh, you know,、um, I as far as I know, like for us Filipinos, we are pretty much we're very good workers.、Mm. We put our head down, do what you need to do. We're very resilient. But we shouldn't be known to be resilient.、Mm. We shouldn't have to be resilient. You know,、exactly. that's another whole thing.、Um, but coming here,、um, and tr- like to an- like to answer your question about like stable, like I feel like I, I guess I am the the best version of me now here, and I don't think I would have gotten to that point or have have. Really known myself or stabilized myself, really. If I was in Hong Kong, because there's too much noise,、um, you just can't. E- you can't even think. You can't even have your own thoughts. You just gotta work, or else you won't have a place to live. Whereas here, it's expensive, but here it's like you. I feel like you can articulate yourself, and and there's a group of people here that really take mental health health seriously. Um, which is good because、uh, I was lucky enough. In a way, it's sad to know this, but New Zealand has one of the highest、um, suicidal ra- suicide rates.、Yeah. I think, if not, is the highest. It's a pretty big thing here,、mm-hmm. and so you have numbers to call if you want to talk to. And there's no language barrier. So, like、wow. I remember in Hong Kong, I struggled、um, having people take me seriously. I struggled to articulate or. Myself or have people understand how I feel,、um, because of the language barrier and because of like, you know, even though we're all majority of us are Asians, there's、yeah. still a difference. Yeah, different Asians. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, so it's like you're like, oh, well, how do I articulate myself? Whereas here, like, you don't have to. They don't. Nobody has to try and pry anything out of you. You can say what you need to say, and they'll, they'll like. Just receive it. You get counseling.、Um, you know whether you you pay for it or you call for free. There's、yeah. lots of options for you, and it, it's and there's posters everywhere to like you need somebody to talk to and like locally people like are very aware of、yeah. you know and and sensitive、mm-hmm. as far as at least as far as I know to each other about mental health. It's a pretty big topic here.、Um, That's really good. Yeah, so I feel like that has helped.、Um, I feel like having fi- finding my place here has helped. So、yeah. finding a job, getting into school, doing what I love, doing music,、um, meeting like-minded people,、um, and、um, yeah, 
uh, it wasn't easy though, for sure. But mm-hmm. I think it it's helped me. It's helped me for sure. Would you yeah. say you're more motivated there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh heck yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm more motivated, but uh, I feel like I was. So I had passion in Hong Kong. I had, I had passion. I had, um, I was infatuated with what I did, um, and my motives there were really, really quite vain. <laughs> like just, it's all about me to look cool. You know, I do this, I do that. You're real immature. And then I think getting here, I'm motivated in a whole different way, in a very humbled way, I'd say, like meeting other talented musicians, meeting other people who, um, you know, meeting other Filipinos who work to the bone. And and it's just, it's not, it's a, it's not a competition. And I remember in Hong Kong, I was very competitive. Like there was a weird culture there for me that, you know, music wise, even I was very competitive and it's me, 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 I'm better than you. No one's saying that, but there's that going in your head and, and you kind of like are up yourself. And I, I know I, I was, um, when I was there. Um, and that's, that's a mixture of my age. That was a mixture of my environment. Um, yeah. And then, you know, being, being, having, having, um, parents who are musicians and having to try to live up to your father in particular for me, um, was like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm the shit, (laughs) you know, like I'm good, but like, but really, really fine, like really proving, like, I felt like I always had to prove myself. Mm -hmm. And I think here it was like being faced with such talent, such people laid back nature, I really had to like pull back and not be so defensive and be so like competitive. Mm-hmm. I and so when I saw another Filipino, it was like my heckles were always up. It was like uh, you know, it was like I I don't know what was wrong with me. And anytime I was talking to someone, it w- there was always in my head an agenda, an agenda. Yeah, bleh, bleh, you know, yeah. and that was a unfortunately a toxic trait that I had picked up. And when I got here, I felt like getting into school in particular, um, being really in a, in a, in a way, being a no one, um, having my family not here, not having my dad's, you know, um, social status in a sense, um, not luring over me was like, okay, who are you? (laughs) So I'm like, who am I? I don't know. And it's, and like, there was a lot of me like deriving things back to Hong Kong. Like I did this in Hong Kong. I did that. And like, I found myself and I found people's reaction. Like, okay, yeah, sure. Akiba, who are you now? And so I was really humbled. I felt like I really questioned my motives. Like I, I went from questioning everything to like, hang on. And then like, or like maybe it's you <laughs> and then I think um that that has like I say has made me a better version of myself now and has really made me like the last four years made me look at myself internally like I felt like the noise that I had grown up with in Hong Kong had quieted down literally and you know like there are some things I learned in Hong Kong for sure but mm-hmm. like coming here was like wow okay 
it's yeah it's about it's it's getting real now <laughs> yeah so it was it was nice to um to get to that you know um self self-realization and self-awareness and then um uh uh motivation um to better myself so the motivation now for me is more it's determination it's more um you know it's not I struggle with perfectionism so in every way in my life um but I'm slowly learning to like not not just lay back take it easy not be so competitive or hard on myself um uh you know uh, and not to I don't I don't have to show off all the time it's fine like you're like I feel accepted for who I am outside of uh like my craft my music or outside of 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 Filipino like I feel accepted as just just me you know mm-hmm. yeah and I and I yeah. yeah yeah I found and I I think I came to that realization when someone had come up to me and said oh I I had performed once and they said may I ask what are, what what are you like what's your ethnicity I and I said I'm Filipino and they went oh of course yeah of course you're Filipino of course because every Filipino can sing <laughs> all Filipinos good and I remember I used to receive that a lot and I I used to be like okay yeah no cool ha huh? yeah yeah sure like in agreeance and then it hit me like that didn't sit right I remember just thinking like this is where my self-realization hit in where I was like I felt like a mental growth milestone had happened like like ooh yay I'm a little bit more mature I guess <laughs> but when so- when that person had said that I remember thinking no like I'm not downing on Filipinos but not all of us can sing. I know that. I've been to a lot of karaoke's <laughs> and not all of us can sing. <laughs> I know that. But like, yeah, sure it's in our, in our culture that we have a lot of music and stuff, but to say that to me, to say that to me was like you were stripping me of granted I've well, not not even just the talent. Like I'm blessed that I've been given that like gift, I guess, but um, I felt so stripped of the hard work that I had put in yeah. as as a yeah, as a vocalist, like to sound this great, you know, like it, it, in your ears sound that great. Like I felt like, well, I it's, spend time practicing. Mm-hmm. I spend time working hard to sound this. I go to school for it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I and so like for you to just say that was like, OK, so so um yeah, I, I'm just an empty vessel that just can sing, aren't I? So, like, mm-hmm. I remember... But that I also took that as, like, that's a good thing. I guess that's a good thing that I'm seeing it that way now because I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm acknowledging that I am also... I've put in some hard work outside of being a Filipino who can sing of, of that um, mental, mentality, you know, the margins of that. Um, yeah, I guess. How do you reply to that now, Again. Like well, a... I haven't had the opportunity to, <laughs> but if I had, my response to that would be, yeah, I can understand why you'd think that. I'd say I can understand why you'd think that, but I mean, I'd like to think that I put in the hard work, 
I'd say I'd like to think that I put in the Harvard. I'd like to think that I um, have something to do with it other than being just a Filipino and that's how I'd leave it. And then I just, you know, um, I'd say I get what you're coming from, but yeah, I'd like to think that I put in some work there too. <laughs> galing, galing. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> and then if they don't get it, that's fine. <laughs> so you can't really force your opinion. No, yeah, that's up to them. At least you said your part. Yeah. 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 Heck yeah. Oh no, but deep inside, I'm like, no. <laughs> you controlled it. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 Right, I think this no, will be the no. last, I guess, question. Like, cool. you did talk about mental health and stuff. So, why do you think it's hard for Filipinos to open up or to actually listen to somebody's feelings or? Uh, they would. Why do you think they would be maybe defensive or aggressive when replying to someone opening up? I think. I mean, the general general consensus around that. I mean, general response. Sorry, is you know they mm-hmm. disregard it, right? And yeah. and I think it's due to the. It's two things. I th- I think, in my opinion, I could be wrong. There, I'm sure there's so many factors to it, but I think number mm-hmm. one is. Um, our our own laid back nature towards it. It's it's the fact that we are known to make it through, pass through that needle. We are known to thread that thread that through that needle. You know, we're known to always make it through. We're always, um, and so it's almost like there's that belief in each other that you'll be fine you know and there's that what have i i guess sorry i'm just thinking as i speak um there's probably also that spiritual and religious um factor behind it of like what have you got to be scared about you've got god by your side and and that's perfectly fine you know i mean of course but you are also human um and i think with that in combination to the culture, um, and then, um, you know, and when I say culture, I mean not just as a Filipino, as like the environment, the the social culture. Um, I feel like you watch enough soap operas and see the great ending, and it's like, yeah, of course everybody's gonna be fine. It's normal to be that dramatic. It's normal to be yelling and pulling each other's hair. It's normal to go from zero to a hundred, but it's not, it's, you know, I think it's also what they, I hate saying they, sorry. It's also what's being watched. Um, you know, what, what, what you feed your mind and your soul with. Um, and, um, it's, um, I think this is also global, global. Um, it's a global thing, not just for Filipinos. But I think the the struggles in making it through that narrative is always such a great thing. It's always, but why not like, why not like, why is it why is it not on the forefront of like having a healthy family, having a healthy environment? Why does it? Why do we? Why do we um, obsess over drama? and like it and so when someone's going through something dramatic it's like we we don't take that seriously because 
I mean, yes, life has its up, ups and downs, but it's it shouldn't come to the point where you cannot function,、yeah. you know. And I find that people can't seem to differentiate that in general. Like Filipinos, I find like you get the whole、um, okay, lang yan, you know. That's 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 fine. Like that's I remember someone saying to me, "Ano masabing?"、Um, I had I was going through a relationship like.、Um, Thing and I think I had broken up with someone. This is just an example, a very in terms of men- mentality.、Yeah. I had said, "Ah,、uh, um, you know, they cheated on me." This is what I had said, and that person doing my hair. <laughs> it's so like so cliche. They were doing my hair. <laughs> and I said, <laughs> "It's sorry. It was just so picturesque."、Uh, and they were doing my hair, and they said, "Ah, lamu naman yun." Um, mga lalaki talagang ganyan. Boys、mm. will be boys, and I remember just like, just like getting so mad because、oh, I was like, no,、oh, that's why、well, I didn't fight with her. But inside, I was like, no, that's not okay.、Yeah. That's that's not acceptable. Why, why is it that like、mm-hmm. a guy goes to what they call a beer house, comes home late, drunk? It's such a typical thing. A wife, a wife. Why, why is that the The norm to see a Filipino wife in her duster,、um, nagging her husband. Like, why? Why is yeah, that? Why is it normal to see Filipino women hit their husbands?、Mm. Why? Like, I see that so much,、mm-hmm. you know. And then so then that that transcends into like mental health. Why? Why is it when? Why is it accepted?、Mm-hmm. Like, why are we always seeing? Why are we only taking it seriously when someone then ends their life? Yeah, well,、um, to reach that point, when, like, why, and and that's possibly, the the culture they're in, in every way, you know, what they see, what they feed their minds, their souls with,、um, what's been passed on in generations, you know, it's like, why are you, why are you crying in the corner? Get up and get to work.、Um, it's, it's,、um, you know,、Talk、it's not、love. that dramatic. Get. Yeah, it's it's a、mm. bit of tough love too, and I think it's tough love, and it's also lack. Uh, it's uh, it's being it's the lack of awareness. It's、mm. it's not being implemented in, in in maybe maybe I didn't I don't I didn't grow up in Philippines, so I don't know what it's like, but it's not being implemented in the、um, education mm-hmm. right, no system,、mm-hmm. you know. Maybe I don't know. I have no idea. No, no, no. But、right. um, it, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not talked about enough in the radio. There's, you know, yeah, yeah and it, it's like、um, maybe there's, you know, you, you only think when you're sick. You're sick physically. You don't think you can be sick mentally unless you're like walking down the street naked, and that's when they're like, "Yeah, that person's crazy," you know. But、mm-hmm. they don't realize there's an invisible kind of pain going on、yeah. um, for other people, and and unfortunately, it's so late. And so, yeah, like there's so many factors, but I think two things could be lack of awareness and、um, also lack of. Sensitivity due to、mm. cultural,、um, intergenerational. Um, um,、uh, what's the word?、Um, intergenerational exchange. You know, like, well, that's what my dad used to say to me. That's what、yeah. this said to me. You know, like, it was. It. I mean, I was lucky enough. My mom. Here's an interesting part. 
sorry, I hope I'm not rambling too long. I'll finish soon. Um, when I was going through like my, my anxiety stage, it was also a mixture of depression. And I remember I had to take pills. And if I had an episode of like just a panic attack and, and stuff, I remember before all of that had happened, my mom had already found the symptoms, had seen what I was going through. And, you know, I wasn't acting myself and stuff. And she, I remember she had said to me right in my face, you are depressed. Mm. Um, and this is where it gets interesting. My dad is 12 years older than her. Yeah. So he came from a different generation. Um, so my dad's like, right now he's like 70 something. I should know this. I hope he doesn't <laughs> listen to this, but he's like 70 something. And so that's like a whole different era. <laughs> mm -hmm. My mom's a little bit more modernized where she's like, oh yeah, I know about, you know, and she's, she's an open-minded woman. She's like, she knows about mental health. So she's like, she's, I remember her saying to me, Maria, you're, you're depressed. You know, you need to go to a doctor, but she didn't know what to do. So she was also like. I don't know, just go to a doctor, just get it done. Yeah. There was no sensitivity. Whereas my dad, it was, he was the same. He was like, I, I don't know, like, you're freaking out. Let's go to the doctor. Mm. There wasn't any tools. He didn't have any tools to go breathe, relax. You'll be fine. You're not dying, you know? Yeah. And um, I remember his go-to line when I said I, I was feeling upset was, take your pill. <gasps> like, <laughs> just, <laughs> just and, and he didn't. Just take your pill, you know, yeah. and he didn't know or he'd go, uh, I don't know. Did you take your pill? And he I'm like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know what kind of pill I was taking. All he knew was there was a magic pill that would make me happy. That was it. <laughs> but yeah, and that, that again goes, ties back to me saying like the lack of awareness and these, this is like, I guess I, 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 I could also say, I mean, the, it also involves the the class within Pinas. So, like, I'd like, I, I, you know, like, lower class probably don't know. And, like, people who are a little bit more, um, who have more options in front of them, who have been informed a lot more, have, can afford to be informed. Yeah. It feels like that a little bit, that people, if you can afford it, you can be informed. And um, they know more. So, like, you see people... Uh, on the internet who like are passing on about mental health about uh, you know you see an, an influx of all of these um toxic filipino traits like mm -hmm. and who's that coming from a lot of modernized filipinos but then what about people who live in the slums people who um still text and judge on i don't know like you know <laughs> yeah. like that i mean that yeah i mean that respectfully but like yeah, like yeah. they don't know they probably don't know so I think that's that's what's happened is um, everyone has um, the people who need to know don't and the people who do don't share it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's a bit of like selectism. There's a bit of like we're not, I feel like we should be helping each other. We should be telling each other what's up and, and really um, uniting, you know, like getting having each other's back rather than tearing each other down you know that mentality definitely needs mm -hmm. to stop because there's a lot of that mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i must say like i really love that that this there's this podcast happening when um carlo first told me about it i was like yes let's do this <laughs> because i need to talk i need exactly. people to yeah, talk to, to yeah hear. but i yeah. like i think what you guys are doing are is great you know Aww. but thank you for sharing because not yeah. a lot of people know about these 
yeah. they, they yeah. do hear you about it, so, but they don't know what's yeah. like what it is in depth. Yeah, you're so well informed. Yeah, so no, definitely. And there's still so much I don't know, but I mean, yeah. Uh, I I have yet to really dive into the community here. I I I would I'd say I'm in all honesty not very involved. Mm-hmm. Like I go to I go to cultural events and stuff, but um I think the next step for me is to really try and like be involved with the community and see what it's all about and see how I can contribute here because I don't I don't think I've ever really truly contributed um to the local scene even in Hong Kong I'd say um so that's like this is one of my first steps is like talking to you guys and doing this sort of thing I think is great like you know I think like I said again I think what you got what you girls are doing are like amazing what sorry what you women are doing are amazing yes sorry I mean that yeah women yes yeah no thank you thank you for having me Uh and I apologize if I've rambled no (laughs) it's great we love it yeah the more I listen to you talk I think you should have your own podcast (laughs) no I don't want to (laughs) I'm scared of that sort of thing yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, so our last part is usually maybe like if you have any message for your family or do you want to promote anything in New Zealand that you're doing or just like I miss you guys or I love you or something. Well, I mean, if my family's listening, I love you. I miss you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate all the vegetable pictures <laughs> that you send me of your farm. So cute. Uh, this is for my dad. Um, oh, my dad is the same thing. Um, I'm proud of you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, hi, Auntie Amy in Wellington. Um, hi to my cousins here in Christchurch that I never meet up with, which I should. Oh, no. um, <laughs> you should. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, to all the Filipinos here and in Hong Kong and in Philippines, if you're listening, um, one thing I can definitely say is, you know, like, um, I'd say let's 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 get over ourselves and let's get out there and help each other mm-hmm. you know like let's let's be filipino and what what that looks like could be in so many ways but i'm pretty sure it's not tearing each other down mm. um Preach. so let's be what filipinos should be and and what we're known to be is if we're being so hospitable to other people if we're known to be so hospitable in every way mm-hmm. we should be like that to each other so yeah yeah i think we should yeah i think that's the go-to and in terms of plugging if you are in christchurch and you want a party band you want a tiny brown person jumping up and down (laughs) on stage singing Katy perry songs go to fat eddies and if you want someone to sing nice sultry jazz you hit me up (laughs) i don't know how but yes (laughs) there you go yeah yeah Instagram, <laughs> we'll plug you out there too yeah for sure we'll get thank get you info i appreciate it <laughs> katie perry and jazz you got the best of both worlds Love yeah it. so once again you got your kamaris michelle aka Tang babe and bethany aka by Gali. wow Marie here so join us uh one two three keep the kids